Yo, 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 what's good people? We're back again with another episode. It's the Real Talk, Real Walk family. And we are back with another episode of Flavor. Come on. Back with another episode of Rough Play. Oh, yeah. Back with another episode of Semantics. Come on. Mm-hmm. Back with another episode of Nuance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> back with another episode of Can I Chime In? Can I piggyback off that one, please? <laughs> back with another episode of Let Me Land, Let Me Land. <laughs> I'll chip in after you. <laughs> back with another episode to disturb the airwaves. Come on. Come on. Got myself, Gabs. Myself, Mr. Game Changer. And your girl, Ore. And it's number 50 today, guys. We have made... Wow. Episode 50. Hmm. Number 50. Did we think for one minute we'll make 50? Ah. (laughs) God, yo. Only by God's grace. (laughs) 5-0. This is a big one, man. It's a bit of a milestone. We celebrate all kind of milestones, but about 50, mm-hmm. it's nice to reach 50. Well, it'll be two years next month. I think it's, mm-hmm. it's nice to kind of reach this place. 100%. Definitely. 100%. 100%. I definitely feel like we've we've been consistent. Um, we've never missed an episode. We release bi-weekly. Never missed one. Mm-hmm. With all of the stuff that's gone on within our personal lives, um, corona and everything, We've never missed an episode and we've fully been consistent, boy. So mm-hmm. credit to us for sure, man. Well done. Well done, guys. You guys have done a great job. No, you guys, you've done well. You've done well. Well done. Well done. Well done. We've really, we've really done well. Done well on this journey so far, man. So let's just chat about this journey so far. Right? Let's just chat about the podcast. Um Let's let's look at our favorite episodes. What's we'll, let's start with you, our ladies first. What's your favorite episode? Obviously, you kind of come halfway through. Well, not halfway, but third way through. Or Sunshine. I joined late. What's most, likely, most likely halfway because we announced we announced our oh, yeah, at, yeah. the at last show yeah, last year, yeah, yeah. which is almost been a year. Um, oh, yeah. Probably the Christian Baddie episode. <laughs> <laughs> people still tweet about that episode to this day somebody was tweeting me about it the other day um before i mm-hmm. my Twitter. <laughs> um I think, yeah, that was definitely a fave i think to record and be a part of the episode what did you say when they, when they tweeted you what did they say no i think it was about because i said i didn't like puff puff i put puff puff over chin chin oh, no wow. chin chin over puff puff okay okay ah so someone you was said chinching over puff puff. Hundred percent, and I'll stand by that to this day. Oh, man. <laughs> ah, okay, <you're> okay. <laughs> so yeah, no, definitely the Christian Baddie episode was one of my favorites. It still is. Um, even though I'm tired of the conversation now. <laughs> what, what about it? What about it sticks out for you? I think for me. I'm surprised by how many, because when I did that episode, yeah, I thought the ladies were going to be like, yeah, of course you can be a Christian baddie. You love Jesus. You can still be cute. I was surprised by how many women were like, no, you can't. Like, stop that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It was that controversial. Obviously, as we talked about at the time, the definition I was using was not, it's not necessarily the same definition that the world, quote unquote, would use. But Mm -hmm. still... I was very surprised by the number of Christian women that were like, no, of course you can't be a baddie and Christian. What is this talking about? <laughs> so, yeah. Um, what, were the, 
you're saying? You, you can just be pretty. Is that what they're yeah, saying? No, that's what I was saying. But I think people think once you use the word baddie, then it's associated automatically with like Meg the Stallion type of insta. Oh, the connotation. Yeah. So I think that's why a lot of people disagreed with me. Mm. Okay. That makes sense. You know what's interesting? You know what's interesting? Because I remember um, me and you, Gabs, we were talking about it before. And that was the episode that we were basically using to announce Ore um, without announcing her sort of thing. And I remember we had a discussion... And we were like, you know what? This is, we should use a big topic to kind of get Aura in. So you know, set me up. <laughs> I'm doing, this is transparency moment. Because you we're set me up. Because this is the first uh, time I'm hearing of this one. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we, 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 let, we didn't let you know at the time. Now we're letting you know. It's good. It's good. We've, we, we've been doing family long enough. But yeah, I remember. So it was kind of a good one to immerse you. And we've kind of like a controversial topic. It's not controversial in a, this is a be or end all thing, but it's kind of something that, you know, a lot of people have been talking about for, for a while. So kind of get in your thoughts about it. We'll kind of introduce you to the world without us actually saying, oh, Ore was is a part of Real Talk, Real Walk. So I think, yeah, it was a good way to end the year because I think it was the last one. Before yeah, it was. Okay. Year, but also want to kind of introduce you like and people like to your world and what you think and, you know, what your style of converse- conversation is like. Anyway, it's been one year and I'll still live on that hill, boy. Even though, like I said, the conversation is done. Everything I had to say, I put it on the line on that podcast. But my opinion of who I am fundamentally remain the same one year later. So we thank God. We pray for God. Definitely be both. Yeah, even I remember that conversation. I remember saying to you, look, if we're going to bring Ari, we need to give her something strong. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I remember. I remember you said that. Nah, it was good. It was good. And it got the streets talking as well. So definitely, I think and one thing, even though um, it's slight digression, but I think one thing that I've loved about um, our conversations and our topics is that more time, like we're not trying to be contra- we're not trying to be controversial. We might pick up controversial topics, but we just pick up topics that you know we know are dear to people's heart, or we know that people are having yeah. maybe private conversations about. Yeah. And when we bring it to light, it's like the Christian streets start jumping. Like we talk about one thing, everyone's talking about it. And I feel like, you know, what yeah. we've done really in like this space amongst Christians, um, whether you're lukewarm or whether you're really serious or whether you're, you know, you're kind of like, a, I'm not going to say that, that's naughty. Um, whether you're kind of like a cultural Christian, so you're cool, you're cool in and outside church. Like the conversations get people talking. I even remember, like, I think it was the first year, our first year. And I remember, was it, um, do Christian guys have games? Have games, literally. I remember, like, top, like, during the summer, I was hearing, like, in youth conferences and churches, they were talking about the yep. same thing. I'm like, yeah. wow, we've got the streets jumping like yeah, that. Yeah, that, that conversation <laughs> really get people going. These, these are probably conversations that people have amongst their friends but are too yeah. afraid to discuss on a public scale 100, 100 and then and then and then it might also be that there's a lot of christians that probably don't discuss these sort of things mm-hmm. so when they do hear it it's like oh my gosh i've never thought about this before yeah <laughs> like, I, think guys with no game, I think people have considered it but they've not actually yeah. sat down and in. yeah they've not actually sat 
ever fought do Christian guys have a game? They probably just experienced guys not having game, but they've never actually fought do Christian guys have game or not. So when the conversation lands, it's like raw. Mm-hmm. I can't believe it. Christians are going there. Yeah. And the Friday episode, that one I think is just like raw. We don't we don't talk about these sort of things. I can't believe it. But now we can. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, now we've got Christian bad girl topics and Christian bad boy topics, and we've got things everywhere now. Yeah, that's and I think that's what I think that's what I like about um, us as a podcast because we're unique. We're not. I've never seen us as a group of people, you know, that have tried to jump on a wave of or oh, what's trending right now. Let's jump on because it's easy to do that, and I think like a lot of other podcasts might do that. But either way, whatever topic we've most of the topics that we've done apart from the very serious, serious ones where maybe we're not bantering as much or we're not doing kiki or we're not doing, you know, uh, something that's controversial. Most of the other topics, either way, have we make it in season, if that's a yeah. right way of saying stuff. Whatever, you know, whatever big topic we do, it will always be in season. It will always get people talking. Um, and it goes back, yeah, to the point that Gabs was, was saying that, yeah, it could either be that, People are really thinking about these things. They're pondering on it and maybe they haven't had conversations or they just haven't had different perspectives on it. So that's where I think like where we lead and, you know, not to say, oh, we're better than everybody and we're better than this. But I think one of the things that make us unique and what ensures that people are listening to our stuff is that we just keep it, we keep it real but we keep it authentic mm-hmm. as well. We're not just trying to jump onto the latest trends. We're not trying to jump onto the latest conversations, which I think that, you know, if anyone's listening and thinking, oh, I want to start a podcast, like find your lane. You don't have to jump on the latest hype and trends. That's you very know. true. For some podcasters, that's that will work for them. That's how it's going to work. But, you know, for us, we've done it not following a conventional lane, you know. And so, yeah, we, we haven't had to do the, we haven't had to do, some deep theological discussions and we haven't had to do talk about the wildest things to get people's attention and we haven't had to put the wildest um um titles for our podcast names and we yeah. still get people okay. watching so yeah. it's a credit to, to to everyone so you know once again well done guys man we've really been doing well yeah. and saying that actually um another one of my favorite episodes which is really recent is the the porn in marriage episode Right. Because I, literally so many people reached out to me after that episode. And yeah, I, I like you tweet that. I saw you tweet that. So what what were they were these like married couples or women? No, no, mainly women, but also like people that I'm friends with that have said like, oh, you know, like um I'm glad that you spoke about it because right. these are situations that do happen and not enough mm-hmm. not enough people are talking about it. And if right. people talk about it, they come they talk about it from the perspective of I can't believe that, like, right, I would right, never right. expect that to be to be the case. But it's real life, like you know, it's controversial, but it's happening. There's people who are watching porn in marriage, and what do you mm-hmm. do when that is the situation? How do you move forward from that? And I really mm-hmm. enjoy talking about that episode. Yeah, I as well. There are people that are shocked that I don't. I've never watched porn before. Oh yeah, um, I had so many guys. For real, for real. No, seriously, no. <laughs> Guys what, are like, tweeting you or what? people like people that I know, obviously my friends message me like don't worry I'm not gonna put anyone on blast so if you're listening there you're nervous don't worry <laughs> and they were like I can't believe that um Gabs has never watched porn before in this day and age like it's shocking to me especially with how easily accessible porn is yeah. now with the internet and stuff or even mm-hmm. the fact that no one has ever you know he hasn't even come across it or been been shown it 
people were genuinely very, very, very surprised. At least mm-hmm. two or three people. Some people thought he was lying. <laughs> so, Gabs, you need to come in here and state your case and let them know you're telling the truth, you know, hand on heart. <laughs> Actually, mm. made me think. Rah, like, is Paul really the thing? Like, I'm missed out. I'm, I'm not it's it's my understanding. Is Paul really popping like that? Like, everyone is. Like, oh my gosh, I can't believe he's never watched that. Like, Rah, like, did I miss out? Did I miss the trick? Did I miss the boat? Like, mm. I was probably thinking, is Paul that? Is it that deep? Like, clearly, it must have been that deep for people to be shocked. Do you know what I mean? Because I was just like, Rah, boy. But obviously, when you're not exposed to something. You're not, you're not, well, for me anyway, I'm not really going to go out seeking for something I've never been exposed to. If I was exposed to it, then it might have been a different ball game. Like, if I had an older brother or if I had male friends that exposed me to it, then it might have been a different ball game. But mm-hmm. I kind of think, when, when, I think this probably might be an ignorant situation where I didn't really have no knowledge of porn, so there was no real reason for me to watch it. Um, when I've never had any like, sexual experiences up until, obviously, when I met my wife or whatever, well, before I met my wife, rather, um, I've, I'm, there's never going to be no sort of desire for me to watch porn. So my thing was always, like, growing up, my thing was always, how? what's the point of me doing X, Y, Z if I can't X, Y, Z? Like, <laughs> like I, I didn't really have no knowledge, do you know what I mean? <laughs> um, when, I, when I don't have knowledge, there's, I'm not really one to seek knowledge around something that I know I can't embark in or right. I can't get involved in. Or for example... Sex, for example. For me, it was always, well, Gabs, you can't have sex, so what's the point trying to look in that direction? What's the point in putting yourself in situations when you know that sex is a sin, when you know you can't do something? Yeah. What's the point of throwing yourself out into the fire? Now, I'm not saying there's no, there's no such thing as weakness or we don't, we don't slip or we don't do anything like that. I'm just saying for me personally, it was more of being like, well, you can't do it, so don't put yourself in a situation where you might fall short. And obviously, I think sex is probably one of them areas that we we can control it more than we think we can. Yeah. And we can control the situations we put ourselves in. We can control the people we associate with. We can Facts. control the people and the conversations that we have. Facts. Um, and I think for me, that was, was definitely most important. Like when I was younger, my bro- I remember my brother. It's probably the only thing that I remember my brother telling me when I was young. But I remember him saying to me, like, Gabs, what's the point in liking a girl if she doesn't like you? There's no right. point in liking someone that doesn't like you back. So, with that kind of mentality, I kind of thought, you know what, you you know you're unable to have sex. Even before I became a Christian at the age of, like, 17, Mm -hmm. before then, I was scared to have sex, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It wasn't even a fear of God thing when I was young. For me, back in the day, it was more of, God, what if you put it in the wrong hole? That's embarrassing, man. (laughs) (laughs) So, when I did become a Christian, that's when it shifted from... Gabs, you don't have no knowledge about sex. It now became, yeah, Gabs, this is a sin. So don't even put yourself in, in certain markets. Don't put yourself in certain places that's going to cause drama. Do you know what I mean? And I think from there, it's kind of, just, you know, been all right for me, surprisingly. No, you know what? Um, I think that I, I know because maybe because we live in an age, uh, an over-sexualized age or where sex is like very, it's very much in your face. But to be fair, like, bruh, like, there have been a lot of people or there are a lot of people that haven't watched porn. If I'm very honest, I didn't, I was not introduced to porn in any sort of way until maybe college because of friends that I had in college. But in school, in secondary school, like 
it was not, it was not like there was nothing, even though man then were watching porn, you know, them times there where people were sending files by infrared and Bluetooth and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I wasn't involved. Mm-hmm. I didn't like any of that stuff. And then even in college when people like, bro, like guys, I realized people are watching porn. I was like, nah, this is, I'm not into this kind of stuff. So for me, I, I'm fully with you. Like, I, bro, I think that's like, it might be a bit weird, especially with, yeah. even with the porn thing or the sex thing. What? You're a virgin. You haven't, you know, there, bruh, there's yeah. people that still haven't, you know, had, you know, sexual experiences. I don't think. So, at their big age. So, well, yeah, yeah, go through. Oh, no, I was going to say, I don't think it's necessarily the lack of sexual experience because I think that's more common than we think, but it's more the exposure to porn in and of itself. Okay. 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 Fair enough. Yeah. But to be oh, fair, like oh, I said, Go through, go through, go through. <clears throat> for for virgins, what ex, what exposes them to porn? No, I'm like for example, I was exposed to porn at school because the boys had it on their phones on infrared and they were walking around showing it to girls. Yeah, to yeah. So even I mean, I literally had no control over that. If I I did not want to see that, and it was literally shown to me, and now it's mm. worse because with things like Twitter, especially on Twitter. Yeah, it's yeah. If I had, it's it's very easy. It's it's um difficult for Twitter to actually. Well, I don't know if it's difficult for them or if they're just refusing to do much about it. But in terms yeah. of actually, it uh, porn is too easily accessible on Twitter. Yeah, it's not too. it's not hard to find it, and that's yeah. a problem because if you're sitting there scrolling, minding your own business, and you don't want to be exposed to that, all of a sudden you see that that yeah. could then create a problem for you mm-hmm. in the future. That's how people become porn addicts. No one literally goes sets out to be a porn addict, but that's just what mm-hmm. happens. Yeah. Some some mm. people it's through friends and your boys or whatever, and sometimes it's literally, you know, before like, um, what do they call these things? Antivirus and stuff like that for those who maybe had like Windows or you know, yeah, pop ups set up properly, so you saw pop ups and you're yep. like, oh, what's this? Like, and then exactly you know, local girls in your area or so and so wants to speak to you. I'm like, right, who wants to speak? Like, who wants to speak to me? Like, I'm, exactly. I'm, 15, I'm 16. Like, okay, I remember. When I was in school, and this was even pre-Twitter and everything, on Facebook, mm. they, somebody ended up, I don't know if this was popping in your area, but where I was from in East London, they did a mm. Facebook group, and it was like exposing people. So people oh, wow. that we knew then ended up being on all the home videos, amateur videos that they had made, ended oh, up on some Facebook man. page. Oh, man. So I remember very, very clearly, and it was really, really bad. So this is what I mean, like, people were exposed to this from such a young age. Yeah. And it wasn't by choice. Yeah. Like, it was just, I was just sitting there minding my business on Facebook. Next thing you know, I was going to tell a story, but let me not. But yeah. That makes sense. It makes sense. To be fair, it, it was a good episode, especially... And a shout out to the to the individual who sent in the, the dilemma. Yeah. To be honest, but it was a good. Episode. We really, we really hear not that it doesn't happen because it obviously does, but we really hear newly wedded couples dealing with such issues. Mm. Right. right. Um, I think, think partners might hear of it, or therapists might hear of it, but we really hear it from like uh, like we don't hear pastors talking about it on the pulpit, or mm-hmm. we don't see conversations about it. It probably happens within like counselling sessions behind closed doors, mm. but we don't hear it public skill that you know newly wedded couples are going through this mm-hmm. so i think it was definitely an eye opener for our listeners who who aspire to want to get married to actually be like wow this is actually what goes down in marriage mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Whereas we as a community tend to portray marriage to be this amazing thing. I'm not saying that it isn't amazing, but it also comes with challenges like this where an individual could be struggling with poor despite being married. So I think it was definitely one of them topics that was just like raw, but we're really bringing some some serious stuff to light. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's true. No, I agree. I agree. Um, I think, I think what do you mean? Mean? For me, my um, my favorite episode was the one about weddings. Um, five hundred pounds, uh, pounds <laughs> wedding. for me, like that. It, it was kind of like it was it was early on. It was towards our inception, um, but I feel like it, it it reminds me of you know you know the banter. It reminds me of you know um, mm. you know Julia. Shout out to Julia. Um, it was just yeah. It was just kind of like when we was like coming through we were bubbly we were zealous not that we've lost the pace or the momentum but it just kind of reminded me and it was a funny conversation because you know it just reminds you of like stories that you've heard weddings that you've been to yourself and all the dramas that you've seen so yeah for me and then it also it reminds me of how naive people can be when it comes to weddings um, and marriage Mm. as well so they put all their their mind and their focus towards the wedding day and then you know they will complain. And then now thinking about it, like in retrospect, now we're in um, what, now we're in what did they call this thing? Uh, uh, lockdown. Panorama. They call it panorama. Abby. <laughs> so now we're, <laughs> they're now we're in a panorama. Like, everyone, everyone's like, there's there's just this there's a speed of like relationships like the the jungle that people were crying about. This same jungle while we're in a pandemic. People are now hooking up. They're getting married. They're getting engaged. Yeah. You know, they're not having to worry about a big venue or whatever. They're mo- most likely spending five hundred pounds for their wedding because they don't have to do much anymore. So it's funny how like things have turned in a short space of time. So that's probably one of my that's probably one of my favorite ones. The the Christian mm. body one, the Christian the Christian um, men have game one that was good. But also um, the last one I'll say that probably, you know, meant a lot was the mental health one that me and you did, Gabs, towards the beginning. Um, that one, that one's underrated, but yeah, It's an underrated one. And I think that if people really want to know a bit more uh, on a deeper level, like on some of the things that we've gone through, you know, I'd really advise, like, you go back to that episode on mental health, especially from a, men, a man's perspective. Like, that one's deeper. That one's for the mature. So... Yeah, mm. that that would be it's me. interesting. That, that episode, like obviously, I remember looking at. I think that was like episode four. By the mm. time we got to like episode twelve or thirteen or so, and I went to look at what's got the, the least played, bro, it was that one. Yeah, bro, that surprisingly, one, yeah, yeah, yeah. I wonder if the numbers will still be the same now, though, after lockdown and everything. Well, I mean, I, now they probably would have creeped up because obviously, once people come across the podcast, some of them tend to start at the beginning yeah. and go through in, in order. Mm-hmm. But because it was so long ago, now it's, it, it would have gone up by now. Yeah, definitely. And I think if it was, now, if we it point people of, to it again, if we point people to it again, it, we're more likely to see a lot more people click on that thing. Yeah, like, guys, check out the episode we did on mental health. Like, yeah, I'm sure a lot more people would want to click on it now, especially through what people have gone through. Um, yeah, they'll want to do it. But that one was deeper still. That one was really deep. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> My favourite is, you know, it's hard, man, because some of the episodes give us complete different things, man. And I think it, I'll definitely point out we we've definitely got a lot of balance within the podcast. We can go, we can do the um, 
um, Christian baddies, and then on the other end, we can do the um, Bible study on judgment. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. it's, it's very, very hard. But I think my favorite is probably um, the Sex and Travelodge one. Um, <laughs> that one was good. Too. <laughs> that one was fun. That was a very good episode. <laughs> that one was that fun. One, and I know that one really shook people, man. It did. It did. It did. Even up to now. Ever, ever since the episode, all I hear is travel minutes, travelers, 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 travelers. A hundred percent. And that's what I'm saying. Like, the stuff, a lot of the stuff that we do, we don't realize that, especially on social media, it's, like, crept through. So, so a lot of the lingo mm. that we've put through, like, the podcast and stuff like that, you'll be hearing people. Yeah, that's very, very Travel Lodge, all of those kind of things. Like, literally, yeah. we found a way to engage the culture. And that's, for me, that's that that shows the, the power and the influence of what we do because it's even the subtle little things that people pick on to and that's what they're using mm. in their lingo on Twitter with their friends and stuff like that. And then they'll always point it back to us, which I love and respect. Mm. So it just shows how, like, really and truly, like, if 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 you're if you want to do something that's that's worth anything, like the impact on the culture means a lot. Like if you can if you can leave yeah, impact on the culture, trust me, you've done a yeah, great definitely. Life. Really fun one. So yeah, yeah I think we with that one, we definitely find a way. To not only engage the Christians, but also the non-Christians Fine. and those like backslidden, those that are stagnant. Mm-hmm. I think definitely, we found a way to be able to reach everyone. Do you know what I mean, even though it is a Christian podcast, yeah. but we found a way to kind of reach everyone. Mm-hmm. If people said that it wasn't a Christian podcast, I wouldn't even be surprised yeah, because. <laughs> of, 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 do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> if they called up critics, I won't be surprised, bro. Oh, same here. Same because here. because of some of the some of the content and how we've been able to you know, engage some of the non-Christians, like some of the testimonies that we hear from mm-hmm. people that, you know, mm-hmm. kind of lost their way and some of the things we kind of hear from people that stopped going to church and they're like, oh my gosh, that episode you did on leaving church or that episode you did on finding new churches was, was amazing. Like some of the things we hear just kind of makes me think, wow, like we've really, we've really done a lot to engage mm-hmm. like you know, those that are stagnant. But yeah, that section travel drama is deep because I think, you know, Christians have always been talking about all oh, the chess don't talk about sex, which annoys me, by the way. But yeah, same. Oh, the chess don't talk about, the chess don't talk about Topic for another day. Oh, bro, I'll tell you, man. <laughs> but, but I think when that one came out, and I remember we was talking about erogenous zones on there, we was mm. talking about catalysts, mm. we was talking about several different things Yeah, that some of the people, have, I know they know, but they just haven't heard it in church. Yeah, they, yeah. they hear it on, on these podcasts. Mm-hmm. They hear it on all these other people's, all these sexologists. I don't even know what they're called, but they're on all of these other people's. Anyway, let me just carry on. <laughs> no, you just reminded me of the clubhouse conversation that happened the other day. The 101. Oh, yeah, the one. The <laughs> women and sex one. Oh, that was that one as well. That they they did that one after Aloni did her. Aloni's one, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That was an offshoot. That's the thing. I would rate. I would rate Aloni's one. To be fair, I've listened. Oh, to was that, let me not lie. I was in that conversation. I only joined towards the end, so I missed all the good tips. Wow! <laughs> I know. We, we know you were in there. You were there for research. Remember, she said you were there for research. I hear yeah, that. I, 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 I own that. Hope you got enough tips. I hope you got enough tips. <laughs> I respect it. Let me ask a quick question, yeah. Quick question. Do you do you think yeah you can learn more about sex from non Christians who are practicing or um Christians who are obviously like married, for example? 
personally say, so just to clarify before or um continues when you say practicing are you talking about experts or you're talking about people that are just having sex no people that are just having sex because the reason why i ask it because aloni had a conversation on a sex one and it got like I know she's Olani, so she's going to get more people, but it had like 800 people. That's because you had a porn star in there giving tips. Oh, is it? There was a, yeah, there was a girl in there that, I, I don't know if she was a porn star or a sex worker or Simba. something. Sex, yeah, I think she was a sex worker. So, yeah, so that's because she had someone in there that is supposed to be like, have expertise. Mm. And then a the Christian one. Obviously, it had a lot less. It, a Christian one had, the Christian combo was straight afterwards. And yeah. that one, I tapped it, I went a little bit. But I just knew that the vibe, even though I wasn't in Alonis one, I knew the vibe was a lot different from that one mm -hmm. to Alonis one. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? So now I'm thinking, would people, when it comes to the topic of sex, like in terms of like experience, talking about your experience and that sort of stuff, will people prefer to listen to non-Christians' experiences or Christians' experiences? I think it depends on who's doing the talking because some Christians, like, would just tell you the truth and just give it to you the same way Ohlone would give it to you. Others might want to dress up a little bit in the way in the way that they speak and the conversations that they have. Mm -hmm. I think if it's someone who can keep it real, you could probably learn the same from both of them. If if the Christian person isn't going to keep it hundred percent, then you're probably going to learn more from someone who is not in the church. Mm -hmm. uh, I think yeah, that's true. One of the things that I, I heard, because I didn't really stay in the Christian women's one for too long, but one of the things that I was kind of hearing was that obviously people that are not believers, they were willing to, you know, be more open. They were willing to discuss. They were willing to be more real. Whereas obviously from a church perspective, especially as it pertains to sex, there's not really been as much openness. And I say that on purpose. So there's not really been as much openness to it. So people feel like, okay, cool. I'll check out Ohlone's stuff. And for me, obviously what Ohlone is different because I don't know what her sex life is like, but part of her brand is that she's a sexpert. So that's uh, what she's going to be talking about a lot. So one has to, you know, give it to her on that because that's, that's meant to be an area of expertise. Apologies, my daughter's mm. in the background just doing a magazine. But yeah. Um, You're alive, man. Yeah. Don't worry about it. <laughs> For sure. I saw a couple tweets, yeah, about um, some Christian women that were saying, when I get married, I'm going to holler at the bad bees. And I thought, what about your Christian sisters who are married? <laughs> Don't they know about sex? Like, I, I was going to say something, but I didn't want like it to seem like I'm, you know, trying to get back. But it also yeah, yeah. a bit as well. Sometimes you just have to say what's before they say, "Oh, it's because you're married." That's why you're saying this. Yeah, like they will, they will, they will make it like they will try and attack me for something that I'm like I'm I'm trying to level with you, and you want to take it personal. The thing is that there are loads of aunties. Look, there are loads of aunties. There are loads of young ladies that are married as well. There's loads of married women that are willing to share this information about sex, 100%. And all of that kind of stuff. Like in, like in, um. In ladies like bridal showers like they will have their oh, friends yeah, they share, do, like yeah. sex <laughs> tips and stuff like that like i remember like my wife one as well yes bro like literally like i remember my worst one like someone um there was some record i was hearing some rough stuff i was seeing like they, they were giving like my wife like all this like sexy lingerie stuff of course okay, bro, okay, 
do you get what I'm saying? So it's kind of like they, they were like, okay, giving tips, da, 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 this is what it is, blah, 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 blah. And that was like, that was helpful to be empowered by women who are Christians as well, who are encouraging, like my wife, like, yeah, look, do your thing. Like, this, these are some of the stuff that can help you, like, spruce up your your sex life and stuff like that. So I think that sometimes people are just a bit obtuse and maybe sometimes they just look within their circle. And if you've not got many married people in your circle, of, of course you're going to say, I'm going to holler at some bad bees or whatever. There are a lot of Christian women who have good, great sex great um great sex lives with their spouses and they're not you know going around talking like oloni you just have to know like you just have to be willing to ask and be willing to have conversations with people i think sometimes like sometimes people can just get a bit excited because they've seen something and they're like oh christians don't do this or the church needs to speak about it. no guys like before you do it have a think there's stuff out there as well and i i think i used this example once i can't remember what episode but i went to i went to um I remember my first year of marriage, Julia and her husband invited me to a marriage um, retreat for a weekend. This was the anniversary, the, our first uh, wedding anniversary weekend. And we went away and we were like some of the youngest couples Like Julia and her husband were there and there were a few other young couples, but the majority of couples were older. Um, and bruh, I can't lie. I left there a change, man. Like on the Saturday night, they, they, part of the tradition because they had been doing it for many years part of the tradition were the like the couples would would basically do it was like an xxx night so they're sharing sex tips and stuff like i was so surprised aside from the fact that it was like christians these were nigerians bro and you know how cringe like sometimes you know how that cringe like Nigerians can be and like these older couples were talking about their sexual experiences some were talking about uh, having sex in a train station Emmanuel are you telling me the truth because they were roasting so much in the car this position that position I was like bruh I'm like bruh do you get what I'm saying so I'm like okay cool like no that that breaks the notion that you know people are hiding their like they if I'm being very honest bro most, most of the couples that were there that were sharing their stuff, they were more freaky than me, who's younger, who was younger than them. And so it, mm. it made me think, bro, like, nah, bro, don't think you know it all just because you're younger and you feel like you've got a bit of stamina and you go to the gym. Nah, bro. Like, there are Christian couples that really do enjoy it. So, yeah, man, like, I, I just feel like sometimes Christians just need to level it up. But to go back to your original question, I don't think, I don't necessarily think it's, one or the other i think you can learn from exactly but it's it's when you're hearing from a christian they're obviously going to give you context from a from a christian worldview whereas in the world they're just going to be like do whatever pleases you um they might talk about consent about things maybe that maybe your spouse might not necessarily be keen on or kinks that your your partner might not be keen on but in general like you can you can definitely learn from both spaces but just one thing i will say about like secular uh, people like colonial stuff and shout out to them for doing their thing and stuff is that they will give it to you raw in terms of right. they won't sugarcoat their language and right. sometimes i don't want someone teaching me how to do a certain thing using like sugarcoated language i just want to hear you know sit on top and do this and that's right. i think sometimes that's one of the benefits that you will get from listening to people who aren't in the church they won't try and dress it up in a flowery way you just want to yeah. hear the raw the nitty-gritty this is what you need to do like specific instructions and sometimes i think mm -hmm. because of like scriptures that talk about kind of like um let your words be pleasing i mm -hmm. think sometimes people might not necessarily want to 
to speak about sex in such a raw way that sometimes can be required to give you practical tips that you necessarily need. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah, that's what it is. I agree. I was going to say, Ima, I like the way um, that when your wife was on her bridal shower, you said it was? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that uh, her, her married friend was obviously saying the truth and saying the realness because mm-hmm. I think that's important. Yeah. I think if you're around people who can free the realness and be real, then it, it's obviously helpful. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I remember me before, before a couple of days before I got married, and and you were saying a couple of days. Mm-hmm. Um, you probably don't remember. But I, I, <laughs> no, I think I remember. Is it the time that we linked up? Is it the time that we linked no, up? This is a WhatsApp. Oh, WhatsApp. <laughs> <laughs> you gave me a couple of advice. I was just like, yeah, but I'll take that. <laughs> um, I think I think it's definitely important to obviously have people that can be real, and I know it's, it is hard for Christians to be real mm-hmm. and be transparent and obviously be raw, like you know, Ora said because. The people in the world, they're, they're going to be mad raw. They're going to be mad raw, whereas we would obviously cover up so that we don't appear horny or we don't appear that we're roasting or we, we don't appear like we're not holy anymore. So mm-hmm. I think, yeah, it, it definitely is important to, to you know, have them, them real conversations. So I see why that section travel episode went off, to be fair. And now one of my favourites is the... Um, that many men feel more comfortable being vulnerable with women. I don't know. Uh, if... yeah, oh, yeah, I what about that. some men who feel comfortable talking to our wives or the ones about fancying our wives? No, no. The no, one um, about men men being more comfortable opening up to up. Like, their friends, their girlfriends, but uh, with their boys, they don't really open much. That's a good one. I think, yeah, that was definitely a good one. I think it was definitely one of the, the good, early, mature ones as well because... Mm-hmm. Um, I think even now we're probably still in that kind of situation. I think now, I think men are probably getting a bit better now because we're having more conversations. But I think generally, I think women being like great receivers is kind of helps as to why they're able to really listen to a man, whereas men kind of feel some way about being vulnerable to other men. Mm-hmm. So that was really like a, a good conversation to really have and put it out there that, you know, men do need to actually open up to one another and not just open up to the girl that we fancy or open up to a girl in the DMs or open up to our sisters and stuff like that, but mm-hmm. opening up to our friends as well. Cause I know sometimes it is, it is hard for men to, you know, be vulnerable and transparent with one another due to like the fear of judgment, for example. So mm-hmm. that was one of the, oh, that was good, man. Mm-hmm. One, one thing I will say, it was not a podcast episode, but I think it's probably the highlight or the summation of kind of like how I felt about this podcast was the, um, was the the the, the one-year birthday, the live event. I think for me, mm-hmm. that's the highlight. And I, I really, before the end of the year, I wanted to talk about it. I wanted to, you know, do a little thread about it. But I, literally so much was going on towards the end of last year that I completely forgot about it. But for me, bruh, that, that was literally the highlight of last year. Out of all the things that happened, but it's not just last year. Like, it's really, you know, the two years that we're, the, we're heading towards it's really literally been the highlight of it all. Like for the people to come, for it being sold out, so for the vibes, for everyone, you know, talking about it, getting such good feedback. Um, it was just, mm. yeah, man, that for me is what it That was the last event before yeah. lockdown as well. Literally, literally, literally. Nah, it was, it was such, it's such a big moment. It was such a big moment and it definitely meant a lot. And yeah, man, I was just yeah, thinking. Say that again. I don't even think we spoke about it on the pod. No, nah, we we've not, we've not. That's why I said, nah. In this episode, I have to talk about this one because, yeah, yeah. nah, it was it, it was definitely a lot, and I think that 
you know, it's, yeah, it goes once again, it goes to the several things that are a testament of what this podcast has done. That one is was really good because so, for us to have, you know, there are other podcasts that have done live events and they've not sold out. Um, and it's not just selling out as well, but I think selling out was kind of like the epitome of everything else that we put in. People were like, ah, oh, I, I wish, um, uh, I couldn't get a ticket. The ticket sold out so quick. Are you doing extra tickets? I remember people were messaging me as well. People messaging me the night before, ah, oh, please, bro, if you can get me in, I'll pay double the price. I'll whatever. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, bro, like, sorry. Like we said, when it's gone, it's gone. Um, so, I mean, but we had to open up tickets twice, you know. We had to release more tickets literally, twice, bro. <laughs> we that, the crowd engagement that you guys had on that day, and to have people, strangers, vibes in and feeling comfortable to speak on stage, it just showed mm-hmm. kind of like how well people can relate to you guys yeah. and how comfortable people feel um, being mm-hmm. able to have conversations. And I think that's what sets apart. That's part of what sets us apart is if people feel comfortable. Yeah. You want to be able to have conversations like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. that's all we can really do because when we all link up one day in heaven, you know, we're all going to be comfortable having conversations, enjoying life. So I think mm-hmm. that was really important because I wouldn't necessarily, I don't, it's not every podcast that I listen to that I feel comfortable to want to contribute to a conversation if I was to attend mm-hmm. a live show. Yeah. Yeah, true. And it's good that everyone, you're right. It's definitely good to see everyone mingle, to see everyone get together like that, bro. Yeah. Um, seeing everyone happy, I was I was surprised. To be fair, I was definitely surprised. I think at the event itself, I think I was just on a buzz from start to finish. Yeah, I don't think I had time to even think about you know what's going on, what's happening. <laughs> I think I was literally just on a high from that like, start to the very end. Only to afterwards, that that's when I thought, raw like all these people actually came. Yeah, you go and you're seeing the feedback. That's when you're you're actually deep in that raw. What actually happened? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? I like even. Like, some some gospel events back in the day were like proper went off the chain that like people talk about it afterwards. But yeah. I don't really recall like a lot of like Christian events of late where you see so much people talking about it on Twitter in the manner that they did. Yeah, and it was definitely it was a it was a great testament to like how much work we've kind of put into into this podcast, man. A hundred percent. That's that's literally that's literally what I was thinking. And another thing as well, like the people that have the people that have connected via social media through our podcast yeah. and them, then them meeting themselves in real life. It just brought a mm-hmm. different, cause they were like, finally got to meet so-and-so yesterday. Finally got to meet so-and-so. Oh, yesterday. Yeah. Oh, and it was, yeah. I'm saying like, it just, uh, for the sheer fact that our podcast was a bridge between people from different worlds, different spaces, different parts of mm-hmm. the country. And then you meet them and you're like, raw, like we're the people that we've been speaking to each other online. Now we're seeing each other face to face. And then for that to happen mm-hmm. just before lockdown, bruh, it, it just means a lot. Like you said, I was definitely on a high. It was only literally when I was driving back and I got home and then the next day and the next couple of days when people were just talking about how amazing it was, it was kind of like, bruh, like we won't understand, we won't deep like how big this moment was until, you know, some time after. But, you know, doing some reflection now, I'm just realizing more and more how how powerful it was, not just for us, but for a lot of people that listen to our stuff, which is, you know, which is why we do this. You know, the listeners, you guys that have been yeah, you know, supporting us through the journey. Like, it's literally so you yeah. can have opportunities like that. Yeah, no, it's good. And it was definitely good for, for me to, like, meet some of you lot as well, man. It was really, really sure. good for me to meet the people that because obviously we don't really know who listen to our podcast. I mean, we see some people, we see some tweets, but we don't actually meet anyone. We don't actually hear from anyone. Yeah. So that was 
first time when like people was actually you know coming up to us and that sort of stuff which was really really nice because it's good yeah. to kind of meet the people that actually listen to us it's good to have you know conversations face to face with the people that actually listen to us yeah yeah uh, you know what's mad you know another thing that was mad people that only listen to the podcast like once that bought the ticket like to the like mm. they were they were at least like a handful of people they were like yeah i just listened mm. to it for the first time or there were people who were like i've never listened to you before but somebody told me yeah. story and then i came down and i bought the ticket i was like mm. nah, I yeah, i've know. never listened to <laughs> <an event> and- <laughs> Bruh, nah, it was mad. people became converted to the podcast from the event you know people started listening into the pod because of the event yeah, it's crazy nah man nah that's so for me i think it, we would have done a disservice if we didn't bring up the live event man that's that's definitely a historic part um of mm. our journey so far yeah, it's true, man. If not for Corona, mate, we would have done at least another two, mate, yeah, by now. 100 percent, hundred percent, hundred percent. But no, it's a great, definitely a great experience for for the next year or for the next fifty episodes. We just have to continue mm-hmm. the the consistency. Not that we're stopping at hundred, but for the next milestone, just have mm-hmm. to definitely keep on on. Yeah. And even even okay. another one, even another one. The you know the stats that we got from last year that we oh that was really humbling, guys, bro. Over hundred yeah. k yeah. streams and listens and stuff like that, that. guys, man. Cool. You guys, it's not even like it's not even about the metrics. It's not even about all the fancy numbers, but it's just a testament to the fact that what we're doing is impacting lives. Um, and mm. you know we haven't you know like some people like employ people to do social media campaigns and marketing and branding and guys we haven't even really done that and, oh. you know, with just the basics that we've done you know as a team we've been able to get such results so it's a testament to our hard work it's a testament to god's goodness but at the same time like look we're because of you guys sharing it telling a friend to yeah. tell a friend is getting all over the world like people in, in countries we've never been to they're listening to our stuff like and that's that's probably yeah. crazy like i still get some americans honestly <laughs> Bruh, some some Americans they're like, yo, like we listen to this episode. What does rough play mean? What is this? What does that mean? What does plunge mean? I'm like, bruh, like we're proper, we're proper getting global. Yeah, I've had, I've had a few Americans in my DMs, boys, and oh my gosh, what is this? Oh, yeah, I've had that a few times. I've even I've even had some non-Africans message me saying, oh, what does this mean? What does that mean? <laughs> this the that you're using. Oh, can you change it up for us non-Africans, please? <laughs> <laughs> literally i still get surprised when people message me to say like oh i listened to an episode i'm like wow so people really actually listen to to us talking it's it's very humbling they're always shocked sometimes you're very shocked but to this to this day you're always shocked i'm I'm still like when people dm me i'm like like to my husband i can't believe like people actually dm me and ask me these questions because they actually listen to what what i have to say it's crazy to me i think it will always humble me <laughs> no, I, th- I think no, that's, no, it's definitely a good like space to be in because I think sometimes like when you deep it, you're like, okay, yeah, we put it out there, and I think because we've been doing it for so long, like sometimes you just we just kind of know people are going to listen to it. But then when someone reaches out to you and says, yeah. "Oh, I listen," that's when it means, yeah, oh, you were listening, like yeah. you listened to what I said, or you like you've really thought deeply about this opinion that someone shared or this view, Literally. Like that's that's the humbling bit to it. 
And I think like Gabs was talking about earlier, like the testimonies that people have, you know, come out to say like it's blessed them. We've answered, we've been able to help answer questions. Like people have been able to find some sort of healing or some sort of direction by listening to our podcast. That's also what makes it humbling. So that's, you know, for me, that's where I'm like, you know what, that's that's why I'm really doing stuff like this. I'm not really doing it for myself. I'm not really doing it because I want to just be talking. I'm doing it because I know yeah. there's going to be someone listening that we could impact their lives. And I may never meet them in my lifetime. They may never tweet me. They may never message me on Instagram. But I know that maybe something I've said or one of you guys have said will change their lives forever. That's that. That's yeah. what keeps me humble. That's, that's what powerful, you know? Yeah. Powerful, man. That's powerful, boy. Because if we obviously look at our, our streams, there's so many people that don't interact with us. hundred percent. But I, yeah, I, I mean, um, so it just goes to show, boy, even if even if you were to stop getting any DMs or any messages or any tweets from anybody, mm-hmm. there's still several people out there listening to us that just won't show their face. Do you know what I mean? Facts. Um, they, they will listen in silence. So it's, it's a great testament, boy. Even if we don't get no responses from anyone, just know that there's still so many people out there following us and rocking with, with the pod which, which is which is powerful man like you said Ima, we're not gonna we might not see them might not ever meet them mm-hmm. and they might not ever they might not ever tell us what impact we've had on them but we're, we're, we're making impact by the grace of god bro. by the grace of god thank you guys so much honestly to the listeners because the, i mean it makes a big difference mm, we love you guys for sure we love you guys. i love you daily man god bless you keep supporting um, keep keep interacting keep letting us know keep dming us keep yeah just keep supporting we've got by god's grace you know there's more to be done and i think you know one of the things that i'm really i really believe about this podcast is you know that will transcend you know the four walls and we'll be able to be a we'll continue to be a bridge for others you know outside outside the four walls those in the world who may not believe in jesus christ but you know want to understand more about our worldview like, I really feel that we'll do that. So we'll continue. And I really strongly still believe that, you know, as people are talking about, you know, the, the, the receipts, the 90s babies, the other podcasts that are big in this country, that we'll definitely be amongst them. We'll definitely be amongst them. It's not just hopeful wishing. It's not just speaking into the universe. It's something I strongly, <laughs> something I strongly believe. Yeah, man, this is more than just speaking something into the universe. This is something I really believe. And it's just because of, yeah, man, like it's not, we weren't looking for clout when we started this. This was a genuine, we did it for a genuine cause. And I think in the end, the clean hearts will always win. So there's still more for us to do and there's still greater heights for us to reach. So we can't do it without you guys' support. Keep praying for us as well, man. Pray for us. Like if you don't pray, it's good. Share stuff, but pray for us as well, man, because... Yeah, there's still a lot for us to do, and and we need prayers as well. We're we're human beings just like you, so just like you face challenges, we do as well. So definitely, we're not coming to you like we know it all, we have it all. Like a lot of the ch- uh, episodes that we've spoken about, we've probably been through, you know, one issue definitely know, that a topic in one way, shape, or form. So, guys, pray for us as well, um, as we all grow in Christ. Amen, amen, amen. I think we can call that episode there. Sure. Call it to a close there, man. Hallelujah. Definitely, definitely been a good one for sure, boy. Being able to like go through, you know, our little experiences and go through all of that, man. So thanks a lot, guys. Thank you both for the journey. Um till the next year and year beyond that. Amen. We'll keep on, keep on pressing on, man. Mm.
Right, there's we out. Take care to the next episode. Stay out of trouble. Peace.